This episode of the Omega Contingent is brought to you by Aethertopia, the nomadic city of steampunk makers. Find out more about the Aethertopia event by going to adventuretheater.net. And now, the Omega Contingent. Mr. Salazar, how can I ever thank you enough for what you've done for me? Think nothing of it, Mr. McCormick. Please, my friends call me Dell. Of course. It is you who are doing me the favor, Mr. McCormick. Without your help, many more vulnerable people would be in danger today. In three years, I haven't been able to do as much harm to the Ku Klux Klan as I have in the last three months with your help. Yes, we have been fortunate. I seem to have friends in the right places. But it's your astounding skill with that bow that is what makes it all happen. Actually, it's a crossbow. Oh, yes. Of course. I like to have my weapon ready. It's only one shot, but I've learned to make it count. Indeed you have, Mr. McCormick. Thanks to you, the leadership of the Ku Klux Klan has been decimated. Without those five men at the top, their structure is crumbling. However... However... The Georgia Grand High Wizard is still organizing, and worse. I understand he's now using your attacks as a recruiting tool. So long as he is at large, you're quite likely going to fail. I'll never let those demons win. You just let me know where he is and I will put an end to him, once and for all. When I hear something, you, Mr. McCormick, will be the first to know. Stay at the hotel here in Atlanta, watch for a telegraph, and be ready to move at a moment's notice. You can count on me, Mr. Salazar. I'll be ready for anything. It's time to join the Omega Contingent. Finally, on the second day, just before sunset, a telegram arrived at the hotel. In it were the time and location of a clan meeting, another outdoor meeting. That night, after dark. Where are you? Wait. There. I can see a lot through the trees. There you are. There's a lot of them sitting around that campfire. Easy to see that way. But which one of them in those damnable white hoods is my man? Of course. Wearing a purple robe, standing in the front, like he bought his own podium. Talking to... Is that a gentleman? Top hat and spats? Awfully fancy for these woods. He must be in on their business. What I didn't notice at the time was the two other figures, clad completely in black, and standing on each side of the clearing. One shot... No breeze? Even at this distance, I can do this. A split second after I fired, I saw the gentleman in the top hat reach up and rip the hood off my target. But it didn't matter. My crossbow bolt sailed straight and true over 100 yards into the center of that clansman's back. As he pitched forward, the man in the top hat caught him. But I could see the flushings of my crossbow bolt sticking out through his dark robe. I was 646. Who's he waving at? Goodness, guards? Where'd that one go? I better get packed up and get out of here. Who are you? My quarrel's with the clan. If you got nothing to do with them, then get out of my way. Get these manacles off me, sir. I protest. You cannot just point and expect me to move off like some kind of trussed-up cattle. Okay, I'll take your point. We'll do this your way. I'll lead. Go. Check all the bodies and their packs. See if you can find anything. Ah, so you're the idiot. Pardon me, sir? 
How dare you? How dare I? Do you know whom you just killed? Yes, sir, the Grand Dragon of the Georgia Ku Klux Klan. Oh, you think so, do you? Look over there and tell me what you see. I see a dead piece of filth and a purple rope. Wait, purple? Grand Dragons wear green. Only the... Ha-ha, the dim little candle is now lit. Only the Imperial Dragon wears purple. But, but, there is no Imperial Dragon. After Nathan Forrest stepped down two years ago. And there you have it. You're an idiot. I dare say just the opposite, sir. If this is a new Imperial Wizard, then I just did an even greater service to my country. Yes, except he was about to tell me whom he reports to when you so expeditiously perforated his heart. Works for The clan doesn't report to anyone, unless... Oh, my God. You mean... Oh, I'm the idiot. Probably the smartest thing you've said all night. Sir, I... Wait, who are you? For the first time, I actually took a good look at the man in front of me. He was not overly tall, but definitely imposing. His top hat and his fine suit were covered by a black overcoat. But just around his neck, I could make out a chain. But what was strung on it was under his waistcoat, so I couldn't really tell if it was a watch or a medallion. Well, whatever it was, my eyes now focused on his face, which was staring at me as if sizing me up. First things first. What would you say the distance was on that shot you just made? The shot? About a hundred yards. And you pierced him through the heart. Would you say it was a lucky shot? Well, not to brag, sir, but no. There was no breeze, and although I had to adjust for the rising heat above the bonfire, it was no luck at all. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Maybe you're not such an idiot after all. New? Wait, tell your man to lower that blowgun, sir. Head. Where, where am I? At least this hammock is comfortable, but the floor is moving. I must be on a boat. How long have I been out? The swell is too big for a lake or a river, but Atlanta's a full day's ride to the ocean. Well, maybe I'm not the only idiot. They forgot to lock the door. Hello? Ahoy! Anyone here? Oh my goodness! The wind is outrageous. Ah, Mr. McCormick. There you are. Step around the side of the cabin here. It'll block the wind. Would you mind telling me what I'm doing on this boat, sir? I believe there's a severe penalties for kidnapping in both our countries. There are also severe penalties for shooting someone in the back with a crossbow. You have a point. Indeed, I do, sir. I have no intention on staying on this boat, sir. The last I remember, you were meeting with the Imperial Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Just as you were, only I was being slightly more subtle. Which is why I'm sure my moral standing on this issue, and I have no idea about yours. So if you would just stand out of my way. I wouldn't do that if I were you. So now you're threatening me. I knew you couldn't be trusted. We can't be that far from the mainland. I'll take my chances in the ocean. Gamma, on deck now! Get out of my way! I pushed by that man in the fancy clothes and ran to the side of the boat. And then I heard a thunderous sound coming from behind me. It must have been the whole crew running up on the deck. Catch him! See, now I knew I had too much of a lead. Nobody could catch me as I reached the railing and vaulted over the side of the boat. What? Ah! Now, to my surprise, this was no boat on the water. I found myself plunging face first from a ship that was in the air. Flying in the air. Gotcha! It was then I felt something take a hold of me. 
like an iron cuff, gripping my right ankle. It was so solid I thought I must have caught my foot on something sticking out on the side of the ship. What an amazing stroke of luck, I thought. But when I looked up, what I saw was beyond my capacity to comprehend. The iron cuff was actually the hand of the biggest man I'd ever seen in my life. Don't struggle, little man. <laughs> that giant picked me up by one leg as if I were just a Thanksgiving turkey. He lifted me completely up over the rail, which I had clung to, riding myself and trying to reclaim some of my dignity. Well, that was foolish. I don't disagree, sir. I just... I never could conceive of this. This ship that sails in the air, sir. Yes. Welcome aboard the airship, Peregrine. Sir, isn't it a scientific fact that heavier-than-air flight is simply impossible? Impossible? <laughs> Trust your senses, Mr. McCormick. Obviously, it is possible because we're doing it. And moving at quite a pace, I might add. Sir, I'm flabbergasted at what I'm experiencing. And I'm afraid I don't even know your name. Pardon me, I'm... Um, You're Delbert McCormick, I know. You have me at a disadvantage, sir. You may call me Omicron. Mr. Omicron? No, just Omicron. First, last, and title, all in one. Nice to meet you, Mr. Uh, Omicron. The pleasure is all mine. Now, you're probably wondering why you're here. Well, not to put a too fine a point on it, but I'm wondering that as well as where here is. Again, you have me at quite a disadvantage. Well, that's not my intention. For your edification, we are currently traveling at approximately 4,500 feet of altitude, flying northwest over the Dakota Territory. I believe that Cheyenne is about 70 miles to our south. Wait. Wait. That's not possible. The Dakota Territory, you say? That's over 1,000 miles from Atlanta. How long have we been... How long have I been unconscious? You've been asleep for about a day. We've had a wonderful tailwind, actually. Made excellent time. A 1,000 miles over land in a day? Sir... That's hard to imagine. Well, you don't have to imagine it, Mr. McCormick. You've already experienced it. And you'll experience it again before we get to our destination. We should make the Yellowstone Basin before tomorrow evening. Yellowstone? That's clear across the continent. You do have a remarkable way of stating the obvious, Delbert. <coughs> oh, my. I forgot you were there behind me. Yes. Delbert McCormick, meet Gamma. Hello. A pleasure to meet you, sir. I'm sorry, but you're... I've never seen another man so huge in my life. I know. Chest like barrel, arms like trees. I get that a lot. I must say, I'm I'm very glad that you are here. So am I, Mr. McCormick. You should always make sure you know where you are going to land before you jump. I won't always be there to catch you. I will be more careful in the future, I can assure you. I must get back to work now. Cargo does not move itself. Omicron, where do you want those crates? Yep. Just put them down in the hold. Thank you, Gamma. Goodbye, little Mr. McCormick. Was nice meeting you. Omicron, I've never seen anyone that huge before. And you probably won't again, either. When they made him, I do believe they broke the mold. I don't remember him being that big when he knocked me down and shackled me in the woods. Of course you don't. It wasn't him. Ah, no. Could you come here, please? Yes, Omicron? No, we were just talking about you. I'd like you to formally meet Delbert McCormick. Del, this is new. Pleasure to meet you, ma'am, but Omicron, I don't recall talking about any ladies on the ship. Still the idiot, I see. Del, you were asking about the person who had knocked you down and shackled you so efficiently. This is new. She is what is called a ninja. Oh, please, Omicron, you're pulling my leg. I think Gamma did that quite handily already, Delbert. I don't advise you to take any member of this crew lightly, especially not this one. I'm sorry, Omicron, but there is just no way a little lady like this can manhandle me so easily. New, if you don't mind. 
Well, I have no desire to. No trouble, Omicron. Whatever you need. Lesson number one, Delbert. A smart man learns from his mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Next time, believe me when I tell you something. Like, don't jump off an airship and don't pick a fight with a ninja. I think I can do that. Now stand yourself back up. So, is this your team? The three of you? No. There's a fourth. Who do you suppose is flying this piece of aerial art? And where is he? I'd like to meet him. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I made another assumption again, didn't I? So where's the pilot of this airship? Oh, very good, Dell. You worked that out all on your own. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well, for starters, she's not just the pilot. She's actually the genius who designed and built the Peregrine. This way. Delbert McCormick, this is Sigma. Omicron, I am very busy right now. One of the rotor cables stretched in a storm last night and... Oh, guten tag. You must be the passenger. Yes, ma'am. Pleasure to meet you. Call me Sigma, please. I am nobody's mum. Well, good. Now that that's out of the way, do you need help with the cable repair? Nine. I have created the cable shortener. I just need to install it. In fact, I have built fun for each side so we won't run into trouble again. Oh, good job, Sigma. Well, I am back to work. Nice to meet you, Mr. McCormick. Likewise, I'm sure. I thought you said she was the pilot. If she's down here, who's flying the ship? No, she can't be everywhere. And for calm weather flying like this, Sigma built a clockwork pilot. That's, um, that's extraordinary. Well, at least you've learned to stop saying things are impossible. I have to ask, sir. What is it you and your crew do? You were meeting with the head of the Ku Klux Klan when I first saw you. That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. No, you are correct, Del. We were conducting an investigation. You see, someone of great interest to us has been coordinating efforts with the Klansmen here in the United States. That is, until President Grant signed the anti-Klan legislation a few months ago. That was a powerful piece of legislation from the Republicans, to be sure. Yeah, and since then, the members of the Klan who could identify our man became a liability for him. He needed them eliminated, but without his being connected to the deaths. But I wasn't killing them for anyone else. I was doing it because of those vile creatures did to my wife. Ah, uh, I know that, Dal. Like, they came to my home when I was gone for the day. And what they did to her. The way they brutalized her. Just because she... Because her parents were slaves. But she was free. She was my wife. Yes, Dal. I know. But that's what made you the perfect weapon for Salazar. All he needed to do was find you and point you in the right direction. Wait, you mean he played me? He knew I was mad at the clan, so he used me? He said he heard that I'd been asking around and he could give me information. Well, that may or may not be so, but I don't feel guilty. Either way, not one bit. And nor should you, Dell, after what happened. But there are better ways to deal with these things. Killing someone isn't always the best way to eradicate an enemy. We must try to understand them first. Otherwise, we end up just creating more of the same. And right now, we know that Salazar is on his way to the Yellowstone Basin. Ah, look, there's a break in the clouds coming up. Let's have a look down. It's a view I don't think you'll want to miss. So, you still haven't answered my question. What do you do with these incredible people on this amazing ship? What we do is the work that nobody else can do. 
we are the last option for civilized nations to deal with the forces of chaos and tyranny. We are the Omega Contingent. The Omega Contingent? Who calls you that? Uh, we work for a secret group called Ocean, the Organization for Civilized, Educated, and Advanced Nations. Delbert, imagine for a moment that all of the greatest countries of the world are not really at war with each other, but are, are working together to bring about an age of peace and prosperity for the whole planet. Are you serious, sir? Oh, very much so. It, it, it doesn't take long before educated people agree that war and fighting don't actually settle anything. We have over 20 nations in the organization, and they all contribute to the best of their abilities, the, the resources, the people, and finances, so that we can combat the forces that threaten the peace and security of the world. You mean forces led by people like Mr. Salazar? Yes. Now you're seeing it. So why don't you just hunt him down and have that ninja nuke put those shackles on him? <laughs> because he is just an operational genius behind the actual powers that make their wealth off war, poverty, and, and the exploitation of resources. And they share a new ideology that is rapidly spreading around the world. I'm afraid that if we just eliminated him, two more would rise up to take his place. It sounds like we don't even have a plan. Or stand a chance. We? I may be an idiot, Omicron, but I'm no fool. You aren't telling me all this because you plan on leaving me at the next air dock or whatever you call it when we land. Uh, well, we don't land. What? <sighs> You'll see. But back to your point. Yes, you have me here because you need something more from me. You are correct. Right now, I need to know everything you can tell me about Salazar before you met him at the hotel in Atlanta. Wait. You know about that? Oh, of course we do. That's how we knew you were coming to the clan meeting. And did you never think to ask how I knew your name was Delbert McCormick? Oh, in that case, I'll try to recall more of the details since it appears you have quite an extensive knowledge of the facts of the case. Yeah, indeed we do, Del. Let's go inside and talk. It was at that time that Omicron made me aware of the upcoming mission to Yellowstone. President Grant had recently dispatched a scientific survey team to explore the area, mapping, and recording the vast amounts of natural and geological resources available to the U.S. government. Apparently, the United States was part of the Ocean Organization, and President Grant needed those resources to help push back against Salazar's plots and schemes. Disrupting this mission would be a major setback to the U.S. government, especially to President Ulysses S. Grant, as he was a strong advocate for the rights of ex-slaves and for all the people living within the borders of his country. If Salazar could capture these resources first and humiliate Grant in the process, it would be a major defeat for Ocean. So the next morning, the Peregrine arrived at Yellowstone, and that was when I discovered why the ship didn't need to land. Yeah, Delbert, hang on to this handle. Put your leg in that loop, and don't let go until you're down. That's a long way down. Oh, no more than 100 feet? Just be ready to step off when you see the rope starts to loop back up again underneath you. Gamma's already down there to help if you need any. And yes, Dal, he has your crossbow. Thank you. Are you coming? Of course. And I'll see you at the bottom. Little more. And now, Mr. McCormick. Please, Gamma. Call me Dell. Fine, Dell. I believe this is for you. Ah, my crossbow. Thank you. And Sigma made this for you. It is quick release holster for your crossbow. It fits on your back, like this. And I just pull and wow. That's going to make things easier. Yes. Let's hope you don't need it. Ah, good. You made it down okay. That first time can be tricky. You'll get used to it. Let's get going. The camp is that way. 
Omicron, I have to ask you something. You keep speaking like me being with your team isn't just a short-term condition. You want some advice? From you? Certainly. Good. Don't be an idiot. Not quite as profound as I was expecting, but I'll take it. By the way, this is a mighty fine rapier you're carrying there. Oh, thank you. It was a gift from the Queen. Victoria? No, Elizabeth. Oh, wait. Ah, good. Here's the cap. Good afternoon, gentlemen. You must be Captain Barlow. Yes, good morning. You must be Omicron. Ah, pleasure to meet you, sir. I understand you just joined up with the expedition. General Sheridan's orders? Absolutely, sir. He said that we needed to find the Hayden expedition. Something about a threat against them, and that you and your forces would be giving them armed escort. Or something of that nature? Well, something like that, yes. How much room will your men need for camp? We've got about a half acre over here. I couldn't tell if he said there were five brigades or five platoons coming in to guard the expedition. He just said, five. And that's right, there are five. But we won't need your accommodations, thank you. We've already set up camp. You already... How did we miss the sound of five platoons of men setting up camp nearby? (laughs) That's because there weren't five platoons. Or five brigades. Just five people, and we've done this before. Five people? Sir, I could have brought Troop F here if I thought you were only bringing five people. Granted, that one man of yours is about the size of two men. But still! Your men would have slowed the expedition down too much. You did the right thing, Captain Barlow. Now... Can you please introduce me to Professor Hayden? Right this way, sir. Omicron, you want us to go with you? Oh, certainly. Stay close and keep your eyes open. Someone in this camp isn't who they say they are. Gamma, you keep your ears on. Listen for whispers. Yes, Omicron. Yes, sir. Gamma, what did Omicron mean? Listen for whispers. Just that. I listen for people whispering. Like over in that tent right now. Two men, no, three, are discussing how they can steal the whiskey from the officer's tents without being seen. You can hear that? That tent is over 20 yards away. Yes, I can hear that. And your heartbeat as well. There's more to you than it seems, isn't there? I'd like to think so, but I hear your eyes are better than mine. Well, I do have good vision. Better than good, I dare say. Ah, but here we are. Ah, Professor Hayden, good of you to meet with us. Captain Barlow said there were some new guides joining the group. That's a good thing, as we just lost ours. Jose is replacing him, but he's an unknown. Well, we're not exactly that kind of guide, sir. I have two letters for you. This one is from Spencer Baird at the Smithsonian Institution. Oh, Dr. Baird. He was my mentor. And this one is for you as well. Professor Hayden, I ask that you accept the help and guidance of the people bearing this letter. Omicron, the leader of the group, is here to ensure your safety. We have it on the highest authority that your party is under grave threat, and I am sending the best people I know to protect you. Safe journey. Your country is depending on you. Signed, Ulysses S. Grant, President. Does that make things a bit more clear? Sir, I appreciate your efforts, but there is nobody out here to really threaten us. Even the natives have kept quite a wide berth. Really? I understand you've already lost two members of your team, George Allen and Cyrus Thomas. They suddenly fell ill? Well, certainly, but are you saying that wasn't a coincidence? No, sir. I don't believe in coincidences. Trust me, you are in danger. We are here to remove that danger. Well, then I appreciate your help. Right now, we have another pressing problem, though. Gentlemen, this is William Jackson, our photographer. Good evening, gentlemen, and, uh, 
Ladies? Yeah. Good evening, Mr. Jackson. I don't suppose you happen to bring any fine repair tools with you. Last night, it looks like a bear got into the supply tent, and my camera was smashed. Hmm. Oh, my. Do you have all the pieces? Some were broken. Mr. Jackson, I have a member of my crew who can help you. New, please go back to our camp and tell Sigma she needs to bring parts and tools to repair a camera. Right away, Omicron. Don't worry, Mr. Jackson. We'll make sure you have a working camera before you get to Yellowstone. Thank you, Mr. Omicron. I, I can't tell you how much this means to me. Well, Omicron, how long do you think you'll be with us? The entire journey? Oh, heavens no. We'll probably be leaving in the morning. Wait, uh, I thought you were here to protect us. No, we're here to remove the threat. We'll be done with that by morning. It is June 21st, right? Yes, sir. Then by the 22nd, the threat will be eliminated. I do everything on schedule. This is getting stranger by the minute. And we've only just arrived. Now, do you have tea? We have coffee. Hmm, that'll do. I'd like to go over your expedition roster with you. I'm especially interested in any last-minute additions to the team. Omicron stayed with the expedition team while New went back to the Peregrine, and Gamma and myself started scouting around the perimeter. It didn't take Omicron long to figure out which member of the party was the infiltrator. With just a little bit of prodding, he confessed to poisoning the two team members, coercing the original guide into leaving, and even smashing Jackson's camera. Omicron could be extremely persuasive when he needed to be. Well, it was just after sunset when... Wait. I hear something. Human? Animal? Or something else? What else is there? Twenty-five. Yet. Twenty-six. Barefoot. Except one. But they are whispering to each other. In Spanish, I think. Two hundred yards. North-northeast. I will stay here and wait for them to pass me. Der Gamma, you get back and warn the others. I'm not leaving you. Oh. Yes, ma'am. Omicron. We have visitors. They pretend to be natives, but they are speaking Spanish. One of them is wearing shoes. Mercenaries. Probably on loan from General Diaz. Do you think the one with shoes... He did not speak. I cannot tell. Well, we'll just have to find out the hard way. I assume New is in position? Da. Sir, did I hear you right? If we have enemy forces massing outside the camp, I can have Troop F of the 2nd Cavalry here in under six hours. No, that'll be too late. The fact that Troop F is catching up with us is what's forcing our little band of marauders to move tonight instead of waiting until they have more reinforcements. Captain Barlow, let's not tip our hands. Your people need to have their weapons ready, but don't change anything in their positions or activities. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. I just don't feel right sitting here waiting. Oh, we're not waiting. Dal, Gamma, let's go. Gamma, flank left. Find yourself something big to throw. Listen for instructions. Right, Omicron. Delbert, listen carefully. I need you to flank right. Set up with your crossbow. If you get a shot at anyone who isn't pretending to be an Indian, you take it. But don't shoot to kill. Do you understand? Understood. But what are you going to do? Now, I'm going to sit right here on this log and wait for them. Good luck to you. Now go. We only have a few minutes. I set myself up with the perfect shot at the clearing where Omicron sat. Like he didn't have a care in the world. But as darkness settled in, I felt the sharp point of a blade poke me in the back. Mr. McCormick. Salazar. Oh, I'm not Mr. Salazar anymore. 
How disappointing. I thought we were friends. You're the one sticking a sword in my back. Get up. We have to go see Omicron. Together. Elmer, what are you doing here? Uh, oh, I see. Hello, Omicron. It's good to finally meet you in person. We've been dancing around this for far too many years. Yes, we have, Augustus. So, I assume you've told Mr. McCormick here all about me and how I tricked him into helping me? Mm -hmm. Most of it. I didn't want to push him too far. So, what did you leave out? The part where I tricked him into eliminating those who might talk about me and my organization? I heard that part, you snake. Oh, but did he tell you the rest? The part where I created your hatred in the first place. What are you talking about? I had enough hate for those clansmen long before I met you. Oh, Delbert, you still haven't figured it out yet, have you? Your wife wasn't chosen at random. I selected her as the target, and I gave those men special instructions to be excessive in their handling of her. You! You dirty... Disgusting piece of... Be quiet! I'm about to kill Omicron and his little band of troublemakers that you have delivered directly to me. But you get to go first. Delbert McCormick, it's your time to join the Omega Contingent. Get away from him, Salazar! I've looked forward to this day for a long time, Omicron. With you and your Omega Contingent gone, we can pave the way for a new order. A new breed of human based on science. Yes, but at this point, Gamma says there's one thing standing in your way. What's that? A tree, I would hazard to cast. Ah, that should hold you for a while. Delbert, Del, can you hear me? It's bad. I'm pretty sure he hit a lot of things. Missed my heart, but everything else is... I'm sorry, Omicron. I was an idiot. We'll worry about that later. Here, I wear this necklace for times like this. Fortunately, they don't happen very often. Hold on to this stone, Delbert. Hold on to it. Close your eyes and hold on. Omicron reached inside of his shirt and pulled out a large stone on a chain. It was swirling colors, red and gold. As I grabbed onto it, I could feel something moving from the stone. Up my arms and into my body. Let go of the stone, Del. Try to relax. Your wounds are healed. Omicron, how did you? That was... I feel better. No, I feel fine. But you, look at you. Those great streaks in your hair weren't there before. No, they weren't, Del. But you were worth it. How did you... Never mind that now. Gamma, get over here. I need you to lift this tree off our friend Salazar. Yes, I heard Salazar's voice. But you said wait for your orders. So I did. How was my aim? No spot on, Gamma. He's right over. Is he under tree? Did I kill him? I'm sorry. No, no, that's not it at all. He's gone. Curse him. This is terrible. You and New captured his band of mercenaries, right? Yes. They were disguised as Indians, but they fought like Spaniards. They are all in the clearing over there. Those we couldn't tie up are sedated. Knew what to get Captain Barlow to take them prisoner. Oh, well done. Seems like I missed all the excitement. Well, we'll see about that. In the meantime, let's get back to the Peregrine. No, that's not it at all. 
Seems like I missed all the excitement. Uh, we'll see about that. In the meantime, let's get back to the Peregrine. Welcome back. All went well, I assume? Well enough, Sigma. I presume you fixed Mr. Jackson's camera? Yes. I even made a few improvements to make sure he could get excellent photos of the landscapes and monuments in the area. Excellent. I have a feeling those pictures might play a very important role one day. A feeling, Omicron? How come I think your feelings are probably more reliable than most people's facts? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm no longer going to be surprised by anything around you, Omicron. Oh, if you say so. But we have to have an important discussion now. We've been beating around the bush on this long enough. Delbert McCormick, I'd like to offer you a permanent post in our group. Are you interested? This is mighty tempting, sir. However, I'm not like you. I can't just disappear. I have a large family estate for which I'm expected to take control soon. Short of my untimely demise, which you have just prevented, I'm afraid I can't just disappear. That is mighty tempting, sir. However, I'm not like you. I can't just disappear. I have a large family estate for which I'm expected to take control of soon. Short of my untimely demise, which you have prevented, I'm afraid I can't just disappear. My father has connections in the state legislature. He wouldn't stop looking for me until he found me. But if it weren't for that, you'd join? In a heartbeat, sir. You have shown me the true nature of the monsters in this world, and I can never repay you for all the good deed you've done me today. Well, then, uh, I happen to have a newspaper that I brought along with us. Uh, have a look on page six of the Atlanta newspaper. Tell me if you see anything important there. Page six? Let's see. These are the obituaries. Wait. Delbert T. McCormick, son of Tiberius McCormick, was found dead in a house fire on Tuesday, July 18th. The remains were positively identified by his father. Delbert McCormick was born in the year of our Lord, 1845. Omicron! How did you? This is unbelievable. I thought you just said you weren't going to be surprised anymore. Omicron, I think I'm always going to be surprised around you. Then you'll stay as part of the team? I don't know, Omicron. This is a lot to take in right now. Oh, I'd like to give you lots of time to think about it. But the forces of chaos aren't waiting. We have to be off to our next mission immediately. I understand. Well then, I must decide right now. I'm afraid you must. Then, sir, it would be an honor and my privilege to join your crew. Excellent. Then from this day forward, Delbert McCormick is dead. Your name is Delta. Delta. That might take some getting used to. Thank you, sir. Welcome to the Omega Contingent. The Omega Contingent was brought to you by Adventure Theater and Ethertopia, the nomadic city of makers. Find out more at adventuretheater.net.